the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. sessions got another episode here for you as we were doing things at mgm we had everybody from the volume come out i got to meet everybody in real life i was not being catfished it turns out turns out these are all real people and they're lovely people i love working with the volume this has been super super fun and just getting to be out in front of the people and getting to see familiar faces and seeing faces that have become familiar just through zoom but now they're real people. It's the best. Uh, all right. So we got to sit down with Eva Marie. She stepped away from WWE for, for four years, went on to pursue a career in acting from television to film, uh, creating her entire empire that this woman has been doing. She has not been stopping, but now the door has opened again for her to re-enter WWE. And what a time to be doing it. But let's just get into it. Here's Eva Marie. Oh my God, I've not seen you in ages. I know, but you know what's crazy? And this is like the power of social media is like, I feel like I have seen you. True. Even though I haven't really seen you. True. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you're still in each other's lives. A little bit. We share the same birthday. Yes, we are we birthday twins. Yep. So we will always have that going for September right. 19th, baby. Best day ever. It is the best day. So send us all the legends, accolades and flowers and, and cakes, the baked Alaskas <laughs> and bananas fosters, all that. Send that our way. Um, how has time been since you've left WWE? What's been going on? Your nails are great. I just saw them. Holy cow. Oh, thank you. I mean, it is SummerSlam, the biggest show of the summer. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get them out. <laughs> so you have to come a little extraness. You have to. This suit is incredible. The suit, the hair, the makeup. I thank mean, you. not that Eva would ever cut corners, but she's certainly not doing it here at SummerSlam, <laughs> as we can see. Uh, how, are you, how are we feeling about the fashion game now? I feel like your fashion's much different now than when you're in WWE it is, before. Huh? But yeah. I feel like your fashion game, like, I feel like I was definitely inspired my first go-round in WWE because I felt like you always were able to, like, whip up something on a quickness. And you it was just always gotta so shove a cute. bunch of shit into your luggage and hope for the best. But not me because I would ho- look at it and staring and nothing would come about. And then all of a sudden, here's Renee and she's <laughs> all of a sudden putting these pieces together. And I'm like, how? How though? What so, the? Though you have a tougher task. Sorry to all the men here. We got to talk fashion for a quick second. Sorry, but fellas. Matching red or pink hair to an outfit is a task all in its own. That's not easy. That is not easy. However, I have decided, as you can see by today, Yo, we're just going with color. Yes. We're just throwing it out there. If the it rainbow. works, it works. Exactly. If it the works, color it works. If it doesn't, I know the WWE Universe will let me know. <laughs> they will. <laughs> Check out on Twitter. They will let you exactly. know. How has it been working with Dewdrop? Dewdrop is a savage. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I handpicked her from the NXT UK because she is that bomb. <laughs> Even though we have, you know, a little altercation a little bit here and there because... You know, there just is just slap to the face. Yeah. A little bit. Friends fight. You're exactly. Right. You're right. You got to sometimes show some tough love a little bit. Uh, but she's incredible. I love working with her. She's phenomenal. Uh, not only just an incredible athlete, but some people, you know, I'm really fortunate because when we first met, uh, we exchanged messages prior to actually meeting in person Ooh. and we just hit it off. So this was before you guys even knew you'd be working together. You'd already kind of we were going to work together. Okay. But we just didn't know what that was going to look like quite yet. 
What was the initial pitch that you got for you to be working with Dewdrop, Piper Niven? Um, it basically was pretty kind of simple. I mean, you know how WWE is. You think that uh, a lot of storylines and things are going to go a certain way or certain pitches, and it completely transforms and goes a whole nother direction. And so really the gist of it all was just that I was going to have kind of a, a protege. And we were going to basically take over the locker room and the division, which we're slowly but surely doing. Damn right. It's <laughs> such a cool and interesting choice to pair you with uh, Dewdrop. I keep wanting to just call her Piper, but we, we love Piper, Viper, whatever you want to call yeah, her. Dewdrop. Exactly. Dewdrop. Uh, and I think people were so excited to be able to see her get this opportunity. And she's making the most of it to be paired up with you. <laughs> Why now? Why was now the perfect time for you to come back to WWE? I love this company. They took a chance on me from Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Steph in 2013, a diva search, no-name kid, uh, and gave me a start. And that start was absolutely incredible. Talk about getting thrown in, into, the, into the wild real quick. But uh, as soon as I stepped away, it was because I got the support from Vince, Triple H, and Steph to go ahead and do my first movie and then do continue to do movies and TV and film. But I always knew when I left that I was going to be coming back. I just didn't know what that would look like or when that was going to kind of happen. And then throughout the last four or five years, I always kept in communication with the company. And so um, then the door kind of opened and I was like, I'm calling right Taking back in. Exactly. Walking in. What was the initial decision to leave? four or five years ago when you wanted to go out and pursue other opportunities sure. and get the blessing from the company to For go out sure. and do that? Um, it was initially just getting the first movie role. And then once I got that and then had to dye the signature all red everything hair and actually take it to black, that was just like a, a huge moment. And I obviously got the blessing and the green light from Vince McMahon, did my first movie, and then I booked another it's one. It's not easy to get him to approve no, new hair. No, So that's it why it was, not. it's not. I so. cut my hair off and was like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> well, if you all remember, in Total Divas, for a hot second, I thought I was going to get fired. Yes. So yeah. the hair situation and going against the grain sometimes is not good, even though we're all trying to grab that brass ring, <laughs> you know. Um, so as soon as I got the first movie role and then I booked one right after, it was just kind of like a decision where who knows if I don't take this opportunity right now, it's going to be there when I returned to it. Right. So it was kind of a, a little bit of a group decision type thing. And I was fortunate enough that they gave me the green light and just let me go ahead and pursue that and do that until it was ready to kind of make my way back in. So for it to be the four or five years that you've been gone, what kind of, um, what kind of skills do you now have under your belt to come at it again from this angle uh, with WWE being as big? I mean, it's always been massive. Yeah. The women's division has sure. always been on the rise. Totally. But with the way things are now for you to reinsert yourself back into these storylines and whatnot, what was it about this time that you think that makes the most sense? You know, it's one of those things where you would be silly not to want to be a part of such a, a global company from just that standpoint alone. It's the biggest stage. It's the best show in the world. Um, but also, it just seemed like when I left WWE in 2017, right then and there, anybody that is a WWE superstar, I say this all the time, you are the baddest on the planet because if you're able to handle not only the travel, the physicality, being able to get handed a promo or something in 10 minutes prior to going on live you're television. Up, exactly. There, like, yeah. oh, this is what you're doing. Get out there, sink or swim. Yeah. Um, walking on my first movie set and, and TV set, This I was like, 
I got this. This is a piece of cake. Yeah. I could do this all night long. So the fact that I was able to experience WWE, go into Hollywood entertainment, and then really kind of learn the craft there as well, as well as, you know, entrepreneurship, opening up my own businesses yeah. and things of that nature. I just feel such like a more well-rounded performer in all aspects. What was your reception walking onto some of these film and TV sets um, coming from a WWE background? How did people kind of welcome you into that fold? I mean, I think it's kind of the same thing with any any business or anything where you're brand new. You better be prepared and you better be ready to go. And also, uh, keep your mouth shut and listen to all the veterans that yeah. are there. Uh, and for me, you know, my first film was with Academy Award winners. Nicolas Cage, Faye Dunaway. Crazy! Um, Gina Gershon, Nikki Whelan. So immediately, I just was like, okay, uh, know my lines, know my script, know my, like, my character. And then shut it up and listen to all of these people because clearly they know this field a hell of a lot more than me. Did you ever have moments where you dropped a line and you're like, oh shit, Nicolas Cage is going to go Nicolas Cage on my ass? You know what? What's so crazy is like that entered my mind and entered my <laughs> head. But every time that we had to go, I was like, basically, don't be the one. Don't be the one that messes up, drops the ball in this scene. And luckily I wasn't. And it made it really cool. Nicolas Cage is a huge WWE fan. Oh my God. So, Get him on oral session. I Let's know. Totally. So uh, my first encounter with him was actually really interesting because I expected just like, hi, nice to meet you. But he was like, oh, my goodness, I've been waiting to meet you. Actually, will you FaceTime real quick and say hello to my son? He's a huge WWE fan. So I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah. Hence, this company is just so global and every demographic. You never know who you, who's going to be a fan that you're going to be able to connect with. So if Nicolas Cage is down, we're right. down. You've been able to work with uh, Bruce Willis yes. as well. What was that like? I mean... Instantly, you think of Die Hard, right? Yeah. So, of course. Uh, exactly. And Yippee that's what I was like. Yay. The first time that I met him, I was like, okay, play cool, play cool. I wanted to literally. <laughs> don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. Exactly. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> even <laughs> even though it, it was literally movie. entering my mind the entire time. But it was cool. Another one to another veteran, you know, been doing it for a long time. So yeah. it's just like paying attention and, and seeing kind of his movements and, and how he carried himself and conducted like his character into the role and stuff like that. So it's kind of the same thing in, in WWE. You know, when you first walk in, you very much are trying to be a sponge soaking it up. How much do you wish that you knew what you know now and have the experience that you have for that first go? Because you think of that heat that you had coming into WWE. I mean, to be able to spin that into this monumental thing. Because when you're not really sure during that first go, it can be hard to find your footing and hard to accept that kind of heat and turn it into something sure. great. You know what? I wouldn't change anything because all of those experiences made me so much better as a person and as a performer. So right now, I'm like embracing it. So tomorrow at SummerSlam, you guys better bring the heat, baby. Don't be, don't be quiet. Don't be shy. You want to boo me? Go ahead and boo me. Go ahead and cheer for Dewdrop. That's good. That's fine. Um, but that's the whole point. You know, with, in WWE, it's all about making people feel something. Good, bad, or indifferent. Um, putting smiles on people's faces. But in my case, sometimes, uh, you know, exactly. Making them, make it, making them feel... Uh, a certain type of way and um, for now but for tomorrow now, for you now. might not exactly exactly once once it's showtime you can let your feelings out I think that's what has made me who I am today you know mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to it's always 
if I could go back in time, but then if I could go back in time, then you're not really learning from all of those experiences. Of course. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that first run, even though it was definitely, you know, crazy time and, and definitely a lot of highs and lows, but that's just kind of like life in general. It's like interesting to look at too, for like the time that you came in and doing Total Divas, working with the Bella Twins, uh, Summer Ray, uh, I believe Emma was still here at that time. It was just, it was a different division than what it is now. Sure. How did you feel kind of looking at what the roster was looking like and, and what wrestling was looking like as you get ready for it this time? You know what? I really feel like I went in and came in at such a beautiful time because the girls that I did come in with immediately on the main roster now aren't there. But I did get to go back down to NXT and work with all the girls that are killing it now up on the roster. So like one of my favorite times um, when I was still in the company was when I went back down to NXT and I got to work with Bailey. Yeah. Um, she's absolutely incredible. My favorite storyline thus far, um, besides the one I'm currently in, but that was obviously going for the title at, at NXT and just like to learn from her to, uh, appreciate the psychology of a storytelling and make it compelling was such a cool experience for me because Bailey makes everything look so damn simple when I'm like, what? Wait, what's going <laughs> hold on? on? You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. So to, to really like kind of have that and then also be able to work with all the other girls, you know, from Becky, from Charlotte to Sasha to Alexa to Carmella. It's awesome because it's kind of like a, a weird deja vu because I'm back with the same crew that I used to right. work with there you know what I mean so it's kind of it's It's really a full circle moment everyone's kind of coming back together uh what are some of those moments that you get when you're like wait hold on let me catch up like when you're in the ring and you're still learning on the fly like that is not easy at all do you ever get caught up like in your head of like oh shit here we go I would be lying if I said no but I think that's what's so exciting about being a part of this company and, and having like the character that I have as well because when opportunity arises and it's showtime, no matter what, I know who my character is this time around. You know, I'm not trying to, like, figure out my footing. It's like I know who I am, so I know how to play to those strengths and make it work. So it's like learning how to adapt always because it's live television. So Sink or swim. Exactly. And, and you know, everything is always you only have this much time. Everything gets cut. It's, it's very much that's why I say if you're able to handle and perform in the WWE, you can do it anything else in the world. Former MMA champion Tyron Woodley enters the boxing ring this Sunday to take on YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul. And FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers exclusive 30 to 1 odds on either fighter to win. That's right. Now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because you can win $150 on a $5 bet. FanDuel's always hooking you up with exclusive odds boosts, great promotions, and so much more. That's why they're America's number one sports book. So don't miss out on your chance to win $150 on a $5 bet on either fighter to win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code Renee to get in on the action. That's promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey, Virginia, and Colorado. Or 
or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Uh, So going back to your time away, you're out, you're doing movies, you're doing television, you're really making a career for yourself, but for you to start in WWE, and like you said, you went on like one of the diva searches, get picked up, then you leave to go check out all these other, you know, avenues, then coming back. Have you always sort of had a bit of a map of what you wanted your career to look like, to have that plan, to know eventually I do want to come back to WWE, but also in that downtime, yes, starring in all these things, but also creating your own fashion line. Like you've created an empire for yourself. And it's been really impressive to watch that build and grow I just feel like you are on top of everything. Like you are a true businesswoman and it blows my mind to see everything that you've been able to accomplish. Well, thank you very much. I mean, coming from you, that's a compliment considering you're killing it. Thank you. While pregnant, carrying a baby. I mean, I don't have no kids, so I have dogs. (laughs) I don't have kids. They're close. So, you know, um, thank you. That that means a lot. I think it's just one of those things we live in such a, a cool time with social media that you're able to create a brand and be able to reach so many people that you wouldn't be able to in the regular kind of day and day like 10 years ago. You can interact, you can sell a product online, mm-hmm. you can interact with people from, from the UK and other countries and other states that you normally couldn't do. So it's, it's kind of just trying to capitalize on that and grow my brand as much as I possibly can. And I think, you know, even when I was in college, I mean, my, my main dream was always to play professional soccer yeah but also I wanted to be an entrepreneur I went and got my degree in business so I always have had kind of that just in me yeah and being able to kind of step into WWE in 2013 it just allowed me to really leap and jump and kind of go and if you fail you fail you start another one and you try again and you keep going have there been moments that you felt like you have failed or not succeeded in something that Because, I mean, we see the successful part of everything on Instagram, but are there parts of it that maybe haven't been there that you've had to learn from to kind of pick yourself back up? Oh, for sure. All the time. I feel like that's kind of the nature of the beast. I fail more than I succeed. It's just kind of one of those things where even though I trip and I fall quite a lot, but obviously we all have to remember social media is definitely a highlight reel. You know, I, I share certain personal struggles that I go through, like everybody knows, uh, I had posted just earlier today because I did an interview yesterday talking about just my alcoholism and addiction and, and going through that and showcasing that on Total Divas as well. But I'm not showcasing all of that because that's not that fun. You guys wanting to see me crying in a pillow or, you know, stomping my feet because things aren't going my way. Yeah. Nah. So it's just one of those things where, you know, after something fails or it doesn't work out, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, on to the next. Dust yourself off. I allow myself 24, 48 hours to be upset Love about a it. a good window to let those I got to. I have to have, I have to have a, some junk. Totally. Yeah. I have to have a window or else it could go on a little bit too long. Um, so as long as, and then my husband can, you know, kick me in the booty after like, yo, it's been 48 hours. Like, let's yes. move on. That's what we need. You need someone that can give you that good little kick in the ass. Like, all right, you've yes. been sad. You got to like... Get it all out. Now it's time to pick yourself back up and get out there. Yeah. Um, Was it really difficult for you to decide to be so public about your alcoholism and addiction issues? You know, I think it was one of those things where uh, I shared it yesterday as well. You know, in 2013, jumping into WWE, doing the diva search, then getting a developmental deal, and then all of a sudden going from a developmental contract to all of a sudden onto the main roster, and on top of that, total divas. a lot. It was kind of like game time decision in the sense of something that I used to be so ashamed and embarrassed about and didn't want anybody to to know. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't want anybody to take that power away from me, so I felt 
it was really important for me to have that narrative put out into the public first because that that way I took the power away from anybody else yeah. because I said my story first on season one of Total Divas. And I think that's kind of, you know, where I'm grateful for the show to kind of showcase kind of those types yeah. of real issues. But I think that's also another thing where social media is one of those you, you kind of pick and choose how much you want to share and, mm-hmm. and what you what you do or what you don't want to and kind of hopefully navigate those squiggly lines as best you can. It seems like that's got to be difficult to find that balance because, yes, you do want to... Because you're helping a lot of people by putting it out there and being sure. public and showing that vulnerability. But, yeah, at the same time, there's still certain parts of you that you want to protect. And that's got to be really hard to kind of strike that balance between what you show, what you don't show. Is it hard for you to, to kind of navigate that sometimes? You know, I think it used to be, but now I kind of feel a little bit kind of like an open book because I've already, I was on a reality show for six seasons. So I feel like that definitely like kind of broke those those doors down. Exactly. So it's kind of hard to kind of close it right back up. So I kind of feel that kind of helped me just go with the flow. How was your experience doing Total Divas? Because you came in like right off the bat. I remember, I remember, I will always remember seeing you and JoJo in the elevator uh, in when we were at um, WrestleMania in New York and seeing you guys and being like, wait, who are these new girls? What's going on here? And not even knowing that Total Divas was going to be a thing. For sure. And you guys came in for that. But to come into WWE doing a reality TV show, like you said, it's like so many different things popping up and figuring out that landscape. Like it's, that's a lot for somebody to put on their plate. It definitely was so many things happening at once. And then on top of that, you have to think, like, it's not just a reality show. It's like you're also – this is your job. You know, you're trying to be a WWE superstar. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you're trying to navigate and learn the backstage etiquette. You're trying to learn all of the things that – All with the camera right in your face. Exactly. So it it was definitely interesting, but I wouldn't change it for the world because I feel like – Total Divas also opened up such a different demographic to the wrestling world and it showcased so many women killing it out there. You know, there's so many guys out here that I've met that are fans and we're like, oh my God, thank God for Total Divas because now my wife, my girlfriend, now she's going to turn into Monday Night Raw or SmackDown because they got to showcase and see these girls interacting, good, bad, or indifferent, and also trying to navigate relationships and and that whole kind of situation as well as travel and then storylines and TV and the other girls and and just like chaos. But at the end of the day, being a badass. So, you know, I really feel like Total Divas helped kind of put a lot more light on the women's division. I don't think people realize too, like like you said, it's a job. And sometimes you even forget it when you're in the middle of doing it. I mean, I did one season of doing Total Divas and I'm like, oh my God, how have these guys been doing this for so long? It is... It's a lot. I mean, even just coming up with what you want on the show, like what sure. the storylines are sure. going to be that you're doing on the show, uh, to wearing a mic pack 24-7. Totally. Good Lord. How annoying is that? You like, Were you a little bit relieved when you stepped off of doing the show? That's a really good question because when I stepped away, obviously I knew I was going to miss the show because it became such a part of like the norm, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird and creepy if you think about it. <laughs> um, but... 
Having a camera on like that, yeah. like, I would wake up and be like, I'm still being filmed. Somebody's still filming me. Like, I had, like, it was making me neurotic all the time. For sure. It's a I trip. Mean, it is a trip. It definitely is kind of wild. And it also is one of those things where it's like, oh, it's getting you at really crazy, vulnerable moments yeah. where you're like, damn, I really wish that it could get caught on camera, you know? Yeah. But that's kind of reality TV and why it kind of hooks everybody in. The nature of the beast. Yeah. You and Jonathan met so early on to yes. doing Total Divas, got engaged on the show. Yeah. You guys are going strong. You guys are a dream team. Yeah. You guys like you guys got together and just like thank instantly you, were you, a you, pair, right? You, Hell yeah. How is I mean, you guys obviously have a great relationship now, but I mean he's been through all of these things with you through thick and thin. Yeah. What a guy. I wish he was here now. I know, I really do too. He is definitely my rock for sure because, you know, I am a little if you didn't know it, a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, and he is for sure my anchor. And plus, uh, it's awesome because we are really a team. Like, he, I have these all these crazy ideas and ideas, hence, like, the businesses, our fitness program and things like that. And then he actually makes it happen. Yeah. Um, he's, he and be I'm, like, the brains behind just, the brains. like, connecting things I'm the, and I'm making the face that runs the place. And, uh, <laughs> and, he's the, and he's the brains. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was that weird to sort of have your relationship start with cameras on you? You know what? It really was not as much for me, but for Jonathan, because he never wanted to really ever be in like entertainment or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. So all of it was super weird for him and out of his comfort zone. But after season one, that's when he started to like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. I'm going to buckle up. Guess I'm a reality star. <laughs> no, the Buck reality me. star is my dad. Oh that my guy. God, I was going to ask, how's your dad? I love your dad oh so my, much. Oh my God. How gosh. is he? He's good. He's good. Thank you. He's um that guy. I mean, that guy needs his own show. He's a firecracker. I mean, you guys will see him back at home in the Bay Area and recognize him from Total Divas. And he's like, yes, of course, I'll take a photo. <laughs> yes, Who wants a photo? Who yeah. needs a photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, the best. Yeah, he Love eats it that up. dude. For sure. Uh, your relationship with the twins. So, again, for you guys to all come in and kind of yeah. start all these things together. But totally. you guys have really done a lot of parallels in terms of creating your own businesses sure. and being entrepreneurs and, and creating a name outside of just wrestling. Do you guys bounce ideas off each other? Do you still stay in touch very much? I should add Maurice into that conversation as well. I mean, she's done <laughs> yeah, she's so much. Too, totally. Um, Maurice and I talk actually quite often. The twins and I don't bounce ideas off one another, but, you know, obviously through social media and stuff, stay in contact. But, you know, it's one of those things where there's nothing better than to see other women, especially women that you worked with, out there murdering it, you yeah. know? And I know, obviously, on Total Divas, it shows myself and the twins kind of, like, always butting heads and and things of that nature, them being the veterans and me just being that rookie. Um, (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's kind of like a sister. It's a sisterhood. So you you go through the the pains and the the trials, but then you work through it and you get over it, and then you're better for it. Back on track. And now they're killing it. Entrepreneurs, moms. Crushing it. Crushing. Yeah. Moms getting it done. Getting it I, done. I look back at what they're doing sometimes. I'm like, I don't know how you find the day. I've been a mom for a second and I'm like, I have to leave the house today? What? Like, I'm not ready for Hence anything. why I, I have don't no know. kids because I see all of that and I'm like, I don't know yeah, how they no. do it. It's nuts. Uh, you mentioned the Bay Area. How important is it for you to rep the Bay Area? I feel like you like wear that on your sleeve through and I through. Do. Bay Area, what's up? Yeah. Uh, Oh, big Bay Area love. I know, yes. All right. 
you know, it's really important for me because it's, the, it's my hometowns where I grew up. You know, I'm a diehard San Francisco Giants fan. So <laughs> don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be hating because we're number one. Um, you, you know what I'm pitch? saying? Did you just throw out a picture? I did. Yes. I did. So That's stressful. Were you worried you were going to botch it? Obviously, being the youngest of all boys, initially when I told my brothers this was happening, the first thing they say is, like, don't shit the bed. Of course. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, but that was, like, a cool experience, too, because like, I got to, my parents got to come. A couple of my brothers got to come to the game as well. But it's important because it's, like, kind of, like, where I'm from, my, my roots. And it's one of those things where it gives me really a lot of pride to represent the Bay, especially because there's a lot of trials and tribulations over there. Sure. So, it's also one of those things where I, I want to be that kind of a, a little glimmer of hope, too, is that it doesn't matter where you're from or how you're raised, just to keep going for whatever it is that you want. Because, yeah. like, we've kind of touched before, where it might look like the highlight reel on my social platforms, I have fallen many times and failed so, like, repeated, repeated to continue up to do something better or have something work or have something hit or this actual dream to kind of go and grab. How do you keep things like that on track? I feel like sometimes if I fall or I feel like I'm not succeeding at something, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I've got to start all over again. And it can feel like such an exhausting task to feel like you've got to spin something back up again or go back to the drawing board. Yeah. How do you kind of stay motivated for that? I think it is exhausting. It's really tiring. It's it's actually, it's like heartbreaking too. But you, if you're that hungry and you're that passionate about something, whatever it is, you're going to get up and go again. It doesn't matter. Who are some of the people that you're trying to emulate your career after, specifically within wrestling? That's tough because there's so many. And I kind of feel like the way that I came into wrestling and the way that I'm kind of even coming back to wrestling is so different. I don't think there's going to be another superstar that comes in uh, <laughs> like me. Hell yeah. Or is going to kind of have the same kind of journey. So it's, it's difficult to kind of pinpoint one particular person. I feel like everyone just says The Rock. So yeah. I appreciate that you've not just... I mean, yeah, kudos to The Rock. He's doing fine. Yeah. We all know he's thriving. He's doing it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you see other superstars, I mean, like the twins, they're doing their thing. Dave yeah. Batista's out doing his thing. There's so many different people that have been able to really spin their time in WWE into such successful careers outside of this. It's cool to just sort of see how other people have navigated that oh, world. for sure, for sure. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I kind of want to continue to navigate and, and make my own little wave so that yeah. maybe maybe somebody coming in could want to emulate my path. Yeah, follow my path. Yeah, follow exactly. that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that guy. I like that guy. What about outside of wrestling? Is there, is there like another woman or man that you kind of see that you're like, damn, I wish I could be doing what they're doing. That person seems like they've got their shit together. On the outside, everybody looks like they got their shit together and they're killing it. True. But you have no idea the, what's really going on. And it's kind of hard because I haven't found just like one specific person that is doing everything that I want to do. Because ever since I started in entertainment or in WWE, everybody wants to put me in a box. It's like, you're either going to be an actress or you're going to be a wrestler or you're going to be a superstar or you're going to do this or you're going to do that. But it's like, no, 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 no. I want to do it all. I love everything. I want to have my own business. I want to be a WWE superstar. I want to be the best entertainer there is. I want to be an actress. I want to, you know, it's one of those things where it's really limitless because I like 
everything. So yeah. why can't I dabble? I want to dabble in fashion. I want to wear a suit with a multiple colors. Let me She's wear that suit with multiple colors. It. Ditch um, the red hair. Go back to the pink. Maybe throw a little brunette hey, in there for exactly. fun. Who so knows? I think I think that's one of the things that I've learned too is in 2013. Initially, I got a lot of people telling me how to kind of like try to navigate or do this or do that or, or conform into a certain window. And that alone is exhausting if that's not you. Yeah. And that definitely wasn't me. So you I hear that I so to... much. It confuses people when you don't want to do just one thing. It right. makes people's heads spin. Because they don't get it. Then they, they don't understand it. Yeah. But I feel like all you guys and anybody that, you know, follows me on my platforms, they get it. They know. They see the different kind of moves and avenues that I want to go after. And I say it all the time. The WWE Universe is the best fan base in the world. Absolutely. Here they are. Uh, do you still work with Danny Garcia? She kind of took you under her wing, right? She did, yes. Um, she seems like an absolute... Like, she, she, you couldn't have a better person in your corner than oh, her, Oh, for it sure, seems. for sure. The Rock's ex-wife. <laughs> we don't necessarily, like, work together um, anymore, but she's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, she seems incredible. Yeah. She seems like she's got her finger on the pulse just making oh, for sure. things happen. Uh, okay, so now within the ring, who's kind of taken you under their wing for now? I mean, I know you were training with Spanky initially. Right. Who else do you kind of get in there and roll around with just to kind of learn, like, the ins and um, outs more of, uh, of wrestling? I have to give a shout-out to Norman Smiley. Norman, that's two shout-outs yeah. to Norman today. I mean, Norman's the man. He is, he is the the man for sure. I mean, when I first kind of started talking about coming back and things of that nature, uh, that's where, you know, I went out to Florida and, and hopped in the ring with, with that guy. He's incredible, and I love him, and his patience is through the roof. <laughs> what was that initial conversation for you to come back? Who reached out to who? Who were you talking to? Like, what happened? I had a conversation with Vince. Like, we basically... Was this a text, a phone call? How did Vince communicate? Emails. All right. I like to picture Vince texting with, like, emojis. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would go down, actually. I don't know. I don't. I can't see him being an emoji-type person. Maybe Even not. though I'm an emoji person, I'll send a, a flex arm, a pound, <laughs> a smiley face. That's my wheelhouse. I'm, like, 15 different exclamation yeah, exactly. marks. I don't give a shit. Keep it coming. Exactly. Um, I'm all about that emoji life. So that's kind of how it started, just because uh, always keeping in contact via email of, of things that I was doing outside of WWE, um, making sure that he was fully aware of Eva Marie is ready and willing to come back whenever you see fit. Mm -hmm. And um, that door is open on my end. So it's one of those things, too, where, you know, if you want something, go ask for it or go get it and make sure that other person or avenue like kind of knows about it. So that way they're not fully closed off. Yeah. And what's the worst that could happen? It just, you're in the position before where you were yeah. originally. Got to just ask. Exactly. Put it out there. So that's uh, kind of how it started. Your relationship with Hunter and Steph, you've stayed in contact with them the whole time you're gone as well? Yes. I actually, I saw, it's crazy. Uh, it's such a small world, but I saw Hunter, he was getting an award at the Arnold Classic uh, about a year ago. And I was, I was there with uh, Rain Total Body Fuel. And we were presenting the World Strongman because I'm one of the athletes with Thor, the mountain. You guys know him from Hell Game yeah. of Thrones. Um, I remember he was at NXT for a little bit, right? I know that WWE really wanted him to come. Okay. But it just he was like, out. yeah, no, thank you. Okay. Um, so just running into him there and obviously being able to exchange 
and say hello and kind of keep in contact. And obviously that's where social media is awesome too. FaceTime. No matter what, yeah. you always are seeing what other people are doing. And you can keep in contact just by a, a gosh dang like on a tweet. And so they're going to see it. You totally. Know? 100%. So um, that's kind of how I've just been kind of staying in contact with them. Like... I'm in the world, forget, just around here, hey. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> I am on and popping. <laughs> a big thank you to Eva for hanging out with me on this episode. Fun to see her in person. Again, our birthdays are September 19th. They're coming up. It's less than a month away. So if you guys want to send us gifts, um, any kind of present, any kind of snack, we're open to all of these options. Um, you guys know what to do. Check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Renee Paquette. Also check The Volume Sports, Instagram and Twitter. And check out my YouTube because all of these videos will be going up where you can get your eyes on us getting to hang out in real life like real people. This has been Oral Sessions. See you guys next time. Talk to you guys next time. Whatever. You get it. Bye. Bye.